Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's upon us. It happened. You knew it was going to happen. End of 2023. In many ways, I am very thankful for that. <laughs> it is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. So great to visit with you, as it is each and every weekend here. And Indiana Outdoors had such a wonderful year in 2023. And we are going to make it bigger, better, stronger in 2024. But we couldn't do it without our sponsors. Thank you to Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives. That's the number two. And as you know, you can sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. But we thank them all this year and into next year. We're making a difference. Just keep your foot on the gas. See what I did there? Yeah. Driven to save lives. Keep your foot on the gas. There you go. Nonetheless, it's hard to believe that's the last show of 2023, and John Martino is going to be with us here, one of my favorite outdoor writers. Uh, just We're just going to kind of be having some chit-chat, some coffee talk, whatever you want to say. Uh, this day, John is uh, a legend up in the Kokomo area, the Moose Harden Fishing Clinic, along with a team of people that he's been involved with for gosh almost 40 years now uh another big event this year and i'm hopefully into next year but john's just one of those philosophy guys that i like to talk about the bigger picture and we always do a good job of that speaking of the bigger picture we have the boat sport and travel show coming up hard to believe we also have the cincinnati uh boat sport and travel show owned by renfro productions two opportunities in january and in february not going to want to be anywhere else in the Midwest, but Kevin Renfro, uh, I understand Mitch, let me know, his son, third generation, uh, proud father just last week, so I'm sure that's going to come up, but this is a very busy time for them as they are putting final touches on both of those big shows. We always have groups throughout the year that I love to make sure are front and center to folks. The Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is a good example. The Friends of the White River, another. Scott Salmon is going to join us, and those organizations are a big part of what I try to advocate, people getting involved in. Whatever your passion is, there's a place and an organization for you. So we're going to talk to them. As you can see, big show. I'm not going to take any more time from John Martino. When we return, it is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Back after this. Well, Merry Christmas, and now we can say Happy New Year, almost, and it is so hard to believe the last show of the Indiana Outdoor Season, and I wish you and your family all of the best, uh, still remembering that we made it through Christmas, we made it through Thanksgiving, we got one more to go, and with that, we thank our sponsors who have been with us and will be with us all next year as well, which is our friends at Indiana Donor Network Driven 
two, the number two, savelives.org. Of course, you know you can sign up to be an organ and tissue donor. Every time you buy a hunting and fishing license, couldn't be any easier and do something good and help save up to seven lives. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, you know, when these last of the years rounding into the new year shows come about, it's always one of my thrill and privileges to catch up with people who have been regular contributors here, especially our outdoor writer friends, John Martino, who is uh, everything uh, Kokomo. You know that because we have talked to John for so many years. Happy New Year, John. It's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. Well, Happy New Year to you, Brian, and it's always an honor to be here. So, you know, here we are. It's, I, I know the older we get, we go, where did the time go? But man, is that true? This year just clicked off, and now all of a sudden... Here we are on the heels of 2024. Was 23 good to you? I can't complain at all, Brian. Well, I know you were out uh, out and about and uh, had some great experiences, and I, I know that you have a passion of making sure the next generation gets out as well. Did I see you out with some grandsons and daughters on hunting trips? Yeah, I always try to include them when I can, and because Lord knows I do a enough by myself i always enjoy their company and you know it gets hard sometimes with school and sports and this and that but yes i very much cherish spending time with them in the outdoors so tell me your clan tell me do you have some folks that are going out because grandpa forces them or are they all about it because what grandpa taught them and they know the love and they just feel it in their heart well a little of both actually the one i force the most sometimes to go with me is my wife (laughs) isn't that the best i love that it is. And, you know, there's been several times where I'd get up real early to go and I'd kind of wake her up and she would say, oh, I think I'm going to just lay here. And I said, yeah, what kind of memories will you make just laying there? And there was one time it was it was a once in a lifetime thing. So I forced her to get up <laughs> and we went deer hunting. And Brian, we had a really nice he would have been a 12 pointer. And he we were sitting on the ground. And he came in, I mean, he was upset. He was tearing stuff up around us, and he literally got within 10 or 12 feet from us. And? So, I, I, well, I did not take him, and I'll tell you why. He had a beautiful six-point on one side. He would have been a trophy, but on, on and he was a trophy. But on the other side, he had like a 14, 15-inch spike with one time coming out and i don't know i just uh, i let him walk but it was a great experience i ended up taking a, a nice eight pointer a week or two later that i was happy with so it all worked out you know it's funny because the older i've gotten oh at least in the last five or six years I've always believed that whatever you put on the ground, if you choose to pull the trigger, it's a trophy. A buck doe, it's big, small, it's it's a trophy, and it's never easy, and things have to come uh, all together for you. But I just haven't – I've enjoyed watching what goes on in the woods or wherever you might be sitting. I love the little critters. I love the birds. I love watching the sun come up. I love all of the things that are going around on a morning woods experience and or putting the woods to bed at night and I've not pulled the trigger for a number of reasons and I've been all about watching and helping others and as we now have second generations joining us like my son my daughter was with me uh, this opening weekend and she too found the comfort, she too found the comfort of the uh, the box that we were sitting in uh, more appealing to take a nap but I had a wonderful time with her as she was looking at me and she says man there's a lot to this <laughs> and I said yes there is 
Correct. And this show isn't long enough for us to talk about how special the outdoors are. But you brought something up just a second ago. A trophy is in the eyes of the beholder. Whether it's a yearling, it doesn't matter. A, a person's first deer to me or a child, you know, you take the first deer you can. And then, you know, I'm going to bring up something else real quick that happened with my wife. We, we're both retired now, so, so, so we have opportunities to talk. But when she started deer hunting with me, now I will say this, she will not pull the trigger. But she likes to go. But anyway, so we were talking, and, and she looked over, and it was just breaking day. It's dead silent. And we were just kind of talking. And, and she said, you know, I never realized this, but deer hunting with you gives us, and we sit right next to each other, gives us the opportunity to talk. And she said there are, when you talk at home, even if you're just sitting there, you and your wife, all by yourself, nobody home, there's still distractions. You're looking at the floor thinking, ah, that shouldn't eat mop. <laughs> you're looking at the TV or you look over here and, oh, maybe I'll pick something. There's, there's still distractions. Back there, there were none. Yep. And, you know, there's the outdoors is a lot to a lot of well, people. Well, when you, when you, when it is. That's a very good way to say it. It's a canvas that you can't describe what that picture looks like, even when you go back into the cabin or back into your house. And they say, well, how was your hunt? Well, where do you start? You know, I uh, right. And here's the other thing: over the years that we've been hunting, I've been deer hunting for forty plus years. And as it is, as every day a common occurrence now. Hey, have you got your deer yet? Well, that always hasn't been the case, and you know that. Uh, you right. Know, back when my dad was hunting, when I started, uh, there were no deer in Indiana. There, there just weren't. And now we've got them on every golf course and backyard. And thanks to the North American model. You know, that common question, have you got your deer yet, is just rolls off people's tongue like it's an expectation, but it's still, everything has to come together. Right. You are 100% right. So you have uh, a passion up there with a summer youth fishing derby. How did that go this year, and what does it look like going forward? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Um, we're in the 39th year, and you knew the guy that I named it after, Jim Moose Carden. Yep. And 39th year, it fills up in 15 minutes. We take 150 kids. Yeah, it's it, it's it's doing fine. So I assume that that is going to turn into the 40th next year. Next year will be the 40th. Yep. You know, I've always loved to promote those who make passion projects their own. <clears throat> God only knows when you start something out how hard it is, and then you get a group of people, and then it becomes a tradition, and then it becomes an expectation, and then it becomes something that you've left a legacy in your community. I think you're on, well on your way to doing that. That's well, a lot of kids touched. Yeah, I'm going to divert all of that, and I'll tell you why. Because the kids' fishing clinic, it's two weeks long of classes. The kids literally get everything all their equipment, everything's just furnished, two weeks' classes, and then they go out on that graduation tournament on our Kokomo Reservoir. But it takes 200 people, 180 to 200 people, volunteers, boat captains, instructors, teachers, uh, uh, guest speakers, you know, to make it all possible. So what it really boils down to, Brian, it's not one person. You got – it's a community. 
It never is. You know, it's always a community, and that's what I love about whether it's the fishing derby or it's the Pheasants Forever chapter that takes some kids out for the first time or the National Wild Turkey right. Federation and the Jake's program or the Ducks. and They all have these programs, and even our state providing apprentice opportunities for people to go out and experience before they have a hunter education program for a few times, see if they like it. It's right. it's an amazing process to watch uh, as these things come together and they morph in these traditions, like you said, it's it's never one person, but it always starts with one or two or ten people's ideas saying, "Hey, hold my beer, let's do this." Well, uh, yes, you're 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 100 right. And here's another thing. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have a very selfish interest, very selfish, of uh, getting other people involved, especially children. And I think the more pe- people you get involved in the outdoors, that's more people that, even when you're gone, kind of help monitor it, monitor our environment, monitor the wild. I mean, you know, and, and I always said that our outdoors are really a, kind of a barometer of life. Because when when wildlife, fish and wildlife, you know, when they're on a downswing and they cease to exist, we're right behind it, man. Amen, brother. You know, man is right behind. So, you know, I think the more people you get involved, the more people you have that love, respect, and help keep an eye on the outdoors and conserve, you know. Just like you mentioned, the conservation groups. You know, they're all they're all great. Well, John Martino is our guest, and he's one of my favorite outdoor writers and just one of my favorite people. And what I've enjoyed as my boys and my kids were growing up, I have three adult kids now. <clears throat> Two of them played football in high school and one in college. So Saturday mornings were always booked for follow-ups after the Friday night games, and they knew that I was always going to make that a priority as well, but they knew that I was also leaving for deer camp right after the game if I could. Well, now that they're older, they've tried to make this their own. It's kind of like, you know, when you raise your kids, hopefully with some sort of faith, whatever that might be, but eventually they got to make it their own. Well, when you watch your adult kids make the passion for conservation, for wanting to be at a hunting camp, it's something special. And that happened with with uh, my middle, my youngest boy, he's all ate up. I mean, he's buying his own gear now and he's all collecting his stuff. And then my daughter, who's been bugging me for years out of no reason other than we just couldn't find a way to make it work. When you can spend time in a deer blind at a hunting camp, the whole experience with your adult kids, and then they go back and they tell their friends, you know, I've had them come back and say, hey, they all want to go. That's something special. For sure. Absolutely. And then you try to take them. I'll tell you another thing, too. We've kind of been talking about deer hunting, but I'll tell you what I've been having the, the biggest fun with is upland game bird and migratory game bird hunting because it's more social. Yeah. You know, you are walking and talking or you're sitting in a duck blind for six hours, you know, right next to your your sons and friends. And and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I really kind of like, like this bird hunting because of the social aspect of it, too. Especially when you can bring somebody new. My son and I are going to be doing a waterfowl hunt and then we're going on a snow goose hunt in March down in Missouri. And as I've told people, you know, when they say, well, what do you like to hunt? Well, I've always said I like to hunt deer, ducks and turkeys in that order because they're all very, very different different experiences at different times of the year and like you if you can sit in a 
an, a, a blind like I did with my daughter where we can have a little conversation. I was like, see how the shadows are moving and you see the wind just changed and this is a good sign for this. And do you hear that? She's like, wow, there's a lot to this. Well, for sure. if you don't have that experience of being able to share those questions and comments, you can do all that in a duck blind, as you said, or walk in a field. I, any, anytime I can hunt behind a dog, that's my first preference. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. So what's what's 2024 look like? Where are you writing these days? Well, I mean, I keep things fairly local uh, as far as writing. Um, but I'm going to do a snow goose hunt in Arkansas. When is that? So, February. Boy, I tell you what, I've tried to explain to people, it's hard to describe. If you can get into a mess of snow geese, there's nothing more beautiful well, and loud and destructive than watching all those birds uh, coming I'm, in. I'm going to go one step further. Yeah, I like to do these conservation hunts, like in Arkansas. I think Missouri has them, Mississippi. And there's so many snow geese that as long as you have a license from any other state, they honor it. There's no shell limit, you know, uh, no bag limit. And to experience, I call them snowstorms. Everybody yes. else calls them tornadoes where you have 10, 15,000 snow geese locked up coming in right above you. <laughs> it, it, it is a natural spectacle that I think everybody ought to witness one time. Well, we don't have any more time to go into this, but, you know, I've said this many, many times. There's things that people need to experience, sounds in nature. They need to hear a tom turkey. They need to hear a sandhill crane. They need to hear a deer blow in the woods. They need to hear a bugling elk, all those things. But snow geese in particular is one of those sounds that you just can't describe. And the experience of those tornado vortexes when they come in is pretty spectacular. John, I can't thank you as always. You've been one of my favorites throughout the years, and I'm glad we were able to wrap 2023, and hopefully you'll be a part of 2024, and I'll see you at a few places. They've got the Boat Sport and Travel Show coming up, which I know you'll be at, the Hoosier Outdoor Riders meeting, which you'll be at, so we're going to find some time to spend a few minutes. Sounds great. Great to visit with you, John. One of the favorites. Look him up, John Martino. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. Speaking of Boat Sport and Travel Show, Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo, Kevin Renfro, right after this. Well, we can still say this. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year is more appropriate now. Hard to believe. I am your host, Brian Pointer, and this is the Indiana Outdoor Show brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Last show of 2023. It's hard to believe we click into year 25 of Indiana Outdoors next year, and we couldn't have done it without you. Thank all those stations that carry us. And if you think about it, Tell us what you like about Indiana Outdoors. As I mentioned just a few minutes ago, it's always my uh, tremendous honor to be with the folks at Renfro Productions, Kevin Renfro. We are on the verge, hard to believe, of the Boat Sport and Travel Show in February coming up. And then, of course, the Cincinnati show that you produce. you got a busy, busy holiday here as we roll around into uh, 2024. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brian, and, and congratulations on 25 years, and, and right back at you. It's uh, a real privilege to be 
uh, on your show, and you've supported us for so many years, so thank you. My pleasure, and you guys are worthy of all of it because you put together such a great program. We're just going to kind of tease just a little bit here because you always find a way to make the show different, and when you're producing the outdoor shows, a lot of them have gone by the wayside. Yours has just gotten better, stronger, bigger every year, and that's because of your creativity. What can the folks who are going to buy tickets and come and see the Boat Sport and Travel Show or the Deer Turkey Waterfowl look forward to? Well, we've got lots of great stuff lined up. You know, we try to support all of the different uh, parts of our show with special features and uh, things to highlight uh, what the show is all about. And, you know, we're, uh, we, we promote the outdoors. We're everything about the outdoors and recreation, recreation spending time with your family, vacations, um, and, and all those wonderful things that we do uh, with our family. So, you know, again, you know, we've got Tackle Town, we've got travel and tourism, RVs, boats. On the boat side, huge selection variety of boats this year. Also on the RV side, there's been a lot of changes in the RV uh, dealerships in the Indianapolis area, and we have uh, the largest uh, footprint of RVs that we've ever had and happens to be probably the largest RV show by far in the Midwest. So there is, there'll be about 170,000 square feet of RVs. That's uh, insane. So just for people out there, clear up a a little bit because you're in conversation with the manufacturers of RVs and boats and dealers etc there for a while everybody wanted RVs and boats and it was hard to get them then there was too many RVs and boats what's the status today Uh, product is in the marketplace and you will see uh, uh, just a huge variety this year so the supply uh, is back up to par uh, with dealers receiving product uh, and that sort of thing. So it's a great year to come out to the show. You are going to see the latest, greatest stuff and the innovations. Um, there's just it's, there's just too many to talk about. I know. And as as we get closer to showtime, we will be doing a lot of highlight on exhibitors. What we call uh, on our Facebook page, where we'll as things like start to develop and we start to know what's at the show. Check our Facebook uh, page often uh, up until showtime because we'll be highlighting a lot of the new stuff that will be at the show. Well, I'm looking forward to our broadcasting on the two Saturdays of not just opening weekend of the Boat Sport and Travel Show, but then one of the highlights for a lot of folks, the Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo, which brings in a show within a show on that second weekend. There are some changes to that because it's back down to a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is that correct? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so be sure that uh, if you're going to come out, uh, you know, you can get a two-day ticket is available. So if you buy a two-day ticket, it's good to, uh, to both shows. Um, and there's so much to see. I tell you what, Deer Turkey Waterfowl is just amazing this year. We have been sold out for the last probably 60 days on that show. And there is just about every cool gadget that you can imagine to take out into the hunting field with you. Uh, everything from, you know, uh, whitetail hunting to duck hunting. Uh, it's There's just so many cool products. And, Brian, stuff you're not going to find at your local uh, sporting goods store. That's what's so unique about this show. Same thing on the fishing side is you're going to find things to help you be a better hunter, 
or catch more fish that you're not going to find anywhere else other than uh, shows like this. Kevin Renfro, the proprietor of the Renfro Productions, producing the Boat Sport and Travel Show, the Deer Turkey Waterfowl. You know, we, you and I have shared this over the years. I remember when I was a little guy, uh, it's hard to believe that I was a little guy, going out to the Boat Sport and Travel <laughs> Show with my dad, usually on a weeknight and walking around and it was cold outside and all the great stuff that you used to do and have morphed and changed, but it's still is very vivid and you guys are in the business of making memories as much as you are providing opportunities for people to get out in February on a cold winter's day or night to come out and experience all those cool stuff. It's just one of those things that I encourage everybody, whether you call yourself a hunter or a fisherman, if you like the outdoors in any way, just come on out and uh, help Kevin out. He needs the money. Buy a ticket, right? (laughs) Well, exactly. Yes, I've got a new grandchild. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yep, I'm a grandfather for the first time, and I couldn't be more thrilled. So, Fourth generation uh, born of the Renfro production dynasty. It is, it is. It is. Have you ever thought of that? You got the you got you got job security now. You got the fourth generation coming up, learning the ropes. Hey, that was the ultimate plan. <laughs> so again, it's a little early, but after the first of the year, as we always do, we're going to roll into previewing and highlighting each uh, week on Indian Outdoors some of the things to look forward to, and we'll look forward to that right after the first of the year. Um, but if people are interested, when do tickets go online? I know online is always the best. Give us some deets on what they need to know. Go to IndieSportsShow.com. Tickets are available. There you it's go. Just See, a it's just a couple of clicks and boom. That's all you need to, to know. Well, that's Kevin, it. I can't thank you for all that you do for the fellow sportsmen and women around this Midwest. And let's just highlight real quickly if somebody's over near the Cincinnati area, when's that show start? The Cincinnati show is coming up January the 19th, and it runs uh, over two weekends as well. It's at Duke Energy Center. Um, again, a huge display of boats and RVs, travel and tourism uh, there. And um, we are going to have some exciting new announcements um, coming forth in the Cincinnati market uh, very soon. I love it. So stay tuned to that. All right. We're going to leave it just like that. Kevin, always great to visit with you. Happiest of New Year's. And we will be talking and seeing each other quite a bit over the next few months. So thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors today and every day. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Brian. Thank you. My pleasure. Great family, great organization. Come out. I'm so excited already to be start talking about the Boat Sport and Travel Show. This is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this. So good to visit with you. Happy New Year. It is that time of the year where, yes, I still write checks and I'll be writing 2023 until about February. But that's okay. Nonetheless, we're here. We're having a good time. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show. And I am your host, Brian Pointer. As we r- close up the year, hard to believe another 52 great shows have been put in the books. And we're looking forward to an even bigger, better 2024. We're kind of taking a little lap around with some of our favorite people here on Indiana Outdoors. Kevin Renfro gave us a preview of the Boat Sport and Travel Show, the Deer Turkey Waterfowl. We had uh, John Martino, one of my favorite outdoor writers, and uh, one of the great organizations here in Indiana. Uh, Not only Friends of the White River, but 
the backcountry hunters and anglers, Scott Salmon, joins us. It's great to have you. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. How you been? Right back at you. I've been uh, I've been busy, but trying to take some time for uh, family and friends here at the. Well, it's pretty easy to do that season. when for me I'm so confused. I don't know what day of the week it is. I'm wearing shorts every day, and it's in between Christmas and New Year's, and you know holidays on a Monday kind of screw me up anyway. So here we go. I'm going to have to deal with it, but I just kind of gave up and said I'm going to watch football and talk to some outdoor guys and do Indian outdoors. How's that? That seems like a great holiday break. Well, you've been involved and you've been a part of Indiana Outdoors here this year with the backcountry hunters and anglers. I understand you're taking uh, taking your position that you've uh, endowed uh, because you've done such a great job and you're turning it over to some new leadership, but you're still involved with Friends of the White River. For those that may not be familiar with either of those organizations, please explain. Right. So uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is a uh, nationwide organization dedicated to public lands, um, supporting different fishing game agencies and um, big proponent for scientific management of our fish, wildlife and, and natural resources. So our chapter here in Indiana has been around since 2019. And I joined up then as a, as a board member to help focus on policy issues and after over four years, uh, it's time for uh, some other folks to, to take uh, over the reins, especially when it comes to the various policy issues and things that, that go on at the, uh, the Indiana State House that affect public lands. Well, I've said this for years, Scott, and I know you can advocate as well. I do believe people, no matter if you're a bird watcher, a deer hunter, a turkey, a pheasant, a quail, whatever, join something that advocates for sportsmen and women. We have the Sportsman's Alliance over in Ohio that is a regular guest here. Such a great and worthy cause. The Indiana Wildlife Federation, so many of the conservation groups. Be a part of something that they can advocate for you because, man, so many times unintended consequences come from really bad pieces of legislation that's born out of some backroom idea. And it really, you need folks like you in there to help create good policy. And I know you've done a good job of that, but people should join something. Yeah, and once you join something, don't don't be afraid to speak your truth. You know, we work with a lot of folks who are, you know, they're just they like to hunt, they like to fish, and they're a little intimidated by the political process. And really, our hunting our hunting and angling community, we know more about these issues than virtually any politician. Uh, we know more about the funding, the nuts and bolts of how ecosystems work, and the role hunters and anglers pay play and participating in their ecosystem and the politicians often you know they don't know and it's up to us collectively to tell them the truth (laughs) well not only just tell them the truth but here's what i found over the years let's just say you're passionate about uh public access or you want to create more opportunities for hunters and fishermen in the state of indiana and people like you said don't understand how little effort it takes for a local representative or your state senator to say holy smokes i got 10 phone calls on this issue this must be important it doesn't take thousands of people it just takes a concerted effort of people making a priority to reach out to their legislator and say "Uh uh-uh this is bad or yes more and also this is really good we support this a few people calling in makes all the difference in the world 
It really does. And, you know, a lot of the, the dirt time you can spend over the summer is meeting with your elected officials, inviting them out to coffee or a, or a adult beverage after hours, if that's their, their thing. And, you know, just chatting about these issues and, you know, what you're passionate about as a hunter, as an angler, as just an outdoors person. Well, I remember uh, when 2019 rolled around and Indiana had the BHA chapter formed and you guys do such great work. And not only do you do great work or talk about great work, but you do great work. And a lot of folks and volunteers, boots on the ground, getting dirty, uh, advocating, putting things together you have your recruitment pipe nights which are always good uh we're going to continue to talk about bha and support that and i'm sure that i'll be with your next generation of leaders let's talk about the friends of the white river just for a second tell us about that because i know that's one of your passions right so uh friends of the white river i'm executive director and have been since uh 2021 we've had a really successful year this year we've uh had our first uh, water connection summer camp for high school kids over uh, 30 days of river school which is our outdoor education programming where we take people on our big blue rafts down the white river in hamilton and marion counties and then uh, our watershed restoration program we work with landowners along the uh, the white river and its tributary streams to uh, stop soil erosion we're actually in the process of finalizing a lake and river enhancement grant for uh, a really steep, heavily eroded stretch of the White River just north of the Broad Ripple Dam. I love it. And if you haven't already just received this intuitively, you guys are a very hands-on organization. The White River has just become not only a great fishing destination for people around the Midwest, but certainly for Hoosiers. And it needs continued advocacy. It's a very unique waterway and a watershed with a major metropolitan area. And, you know, gosh, we can go back, what was it, 20 years ago for the fish kill that, that people were like, the White River's over. But I don't think it's ever been stronger. Do you? Oh, it's probably the healthiest and the most robust um, you know, ecosystem, fish diversity, and the smallmouth are really an indicator species of that. Since it's been since, you know, around 1820 when settlement really began in the watershed. So if you go back, you know, 200 years, I think, yeah, it's the best it's been in those probably 200 years. That's definitely since uh, all the factories and stuff started coming up in Muncie, Anderson, and Indianapolis. Well, Scott, we can't thank you enough for your contributions on Indian Outdoors. And there's two organizations right there. Get involved with BHA, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, or join Friends of the White River. Just get out and do something good uh, if you feel like it. And I know Scott would welcome any and all. First and foremost, happiest of New Year's. We look forward to continuing our conversations in 24. And thanks for all you did this year. Appreciate it. Thank you, too. My pleasure. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, one of my favorite organizations, BHA, as well as the Friends of the White River. We've been talking with them for a long time. So many thanks to all the great volunteers out there, whatever organization you are involved in. Thank you for all the work that you do. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Don't you think about going anywhere. We're going to wrap it up right after this. I tell you what, I don't know if there's any way to capstone 2023 than with the folks we had on Indiana Outdoors today. Uh, some of my favorite people just kind of having a year-end chit-chat. It's hard to believe we are rolling into 2024, whether we want to or not, so you better 
hold on tight. It's going to happen. And that's okay. As I look back over the year with new hip this year and some rejuvenated uh, mobility, it was great to be out experiencing deer hunting and waterfowl hunting again this year. And uh, a lot of things I want to just put in a can and flush about 2023, but those are all first world problems. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be here at Indiana Outdoor Studio throughout this year, and I'm even more grateful that we are going to roll into, I believe it's 24 or 25. I'm going to have to go back years of Indiana Outdoors, and each and every one of those shows has been my thrill and my privilege as I want to bring Indiana Outdoors to each and everybody. Many thanks to Kevin Renfro, Renfro Productions. Uh, Fourth generation was born to his son, Mitch. Hard to believe, but we are in final preparations now for what will be a great opportunity. I'm going to be out there on each of those Saturdays doing broadcasting with some of the seminar speakers and personalities and bringing that to you in a different format. Not too soon to start talking about it. We're going to be doing that right after the first of the year because there's so many great folks that the Renfro family brings in. Many thanks to John Martino, uh, truly one of the best award-winning outdoor writers we have and just all-around great guy, talking about some of the philosophy of just the next generation and enjoying deer camps and the type of chit-chat that I enjoy each and every week with our outdoor writer friends. Scott Salmon was with us, Friends of the White River Executive Director, important organization doing great advocacy work along with the backcountry hunters and anglers. There's a group for everybody. I encourage everybody to become a member. Let somebody advocate and let you get involved to know the issues couldn't be any important. Any more important, I should say. Speaking of nothing more important, remember to turn in a poacher. 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R. And from this seat, I wish you the happiest of New Year's and still the Merry Christmas season. We will be back in 2024. Bigger and better. Be safe. Enjoy the great Indian outdoors, everybody. Mm-hmm.